Hello there, and thank you for joining us today for our fourth Shaver Cancer Charity Chat podcast. I'll be one of your hosts today. I'm Roseanne Jovanato Shaver, the Executive Director of the Randy Shaver Cancer Research and Community Fund, and Heather Austin, our Assistant Executive Director. Just to recap, we are a charity based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Each week, we talk about the makings of our charity, the events, and as we journey along, We'll begin to talk more about some of the research projects that we've been privileged to fund over the years. This week, we're going to talk to one of our long-term community partners, Culver's. And with us today is Maggie Weinzerl, who is one of the franchise business partners for Culver's and is our contact here in Minnesota and certainly a longtime friend of mine. Um, thank you for being with us today, Maggie, to chat about the partnership between the Randy Shaver Cancer Research and Community Fund and Culver's. Um, it's been a while since we've seen each other. We've known each other <clears throat> and worked together for a really long time, but with COVID, we haven't been able to be face-to-face -face as much as I would like. Um, so if you don't mind, I'm going to go back to the history of our relationship and, and talk about how we met and how the partnership between the Randy Shaver Cancer Research Fund and Culver's developed. Um, so let's start at the beginning. Absolutely. Um, what year did Culver's actually bring their restaurant to Minnesota? Do you recall? Oh, I believe it was in the 1990s, and Buffalo, Minnesota is store number 34, and they were our first location here. Wow, Buffalo, Minnesota. Yes. Gosh, I would have thought it would have been in the Twin City metro area, but no. Nope. You know how people drive around? Um, Mark Largent was the original operator there, and he was just a big fan of going through Wisconsin, and you're always seeing Culver's, so he lived in Buffalo, brought it to Buffalo. <laughs> right. That's great. Um, I know that Culver's first started to franchise the restaurant in 1990 um, with their mission that every guest that chooses Culver's is going to leave happy. And, um, and small town values and fresh quality food is going to be served to you with a smile, right? Um, and they wanted to put people first. They wanted to celebrate their guests. And they wanted to lead by example. And these are all, I guess, intuitive to Craig Culver's and his family. Can you tell us a little more about that? Oh, absolutely. So if you bring up Craig Culver, you have to start with his parents, George and Ruth. They are the foundation. So when you talk about hospitality, that is 100% Ruth and what she brought to the table. You walk in and you see Ruth in the dining room and it was like coming home. So you see that smile, see her. She was always done up to the nines. It <laughs> was just, awesome. oh yeah, just wonderful. <laughs> um, it was that was just what it was. So Ruth was up front. George was in the back. Craig was every place, and Lee was um, with the hospitality as well. So it was very family based, and it was again like coming home. It's sure. if you're going someplace, you want to make people feel welcome. That's what it was founded on. You walk in the door, somebody says hello, somebody leaves your house, have a nice day, thank you, come again. Yeah. And same thing with the food. It's, you know, we make it to order, and that's one of the things that it's difficult, but we make it work because right. one of the old commercials, it doesn't sizzle till you say so. Oh, it doesn't sizzle till you say so. Yes, mm. that was one of our early marketings. I like that. Yeah. I like that. You know, that was really well said, though, about I love that you said, you know, when people come to your home, you 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 just give them a hug and you say, hey, you know, great to see you. And then when they leave, you know, come again. I think that's so 
you know, that's such a lovely, you know, place to start when it comes to a restaurant. And I think we should, I think a lot of restaurants should feel that way, in, in my opinion. Oh, it's genuine. It is, that's right? That's what, so if you walk in and you see our crew, it's genuine. And it, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself, but it starts with each operator that brings the Culver's to their to their community. Sure. It's, they're bringing you home. So right, it's right. just genuine. So, you know, what we just talked about, they're all things that I look at and I immediately think of you. Um, what actually drew you to working at Culver's, Mags? Oh, I had a friend that worked at Culver's and I was in full service. So to be completely honest, I was a little hesitant in hearing going from full service to quick service. And then when I walked in and I looked at the kitchen, I'm like, oh, we're making each sandwich to order. We're making each salad to order. And then the cherry on top was the hospitality. Sure. Because, again, coming from full service, I was used to that hospitality and really connecting with a guest. Other quick service places, we didn't connect with guests that I noticed. So then when I walked in to this Culver's, I was like, they're actually connecting with the guests this is hospitality they're out in the dining room yep i can do this cool so you're working with culver's and i think it's like you know the perfect fit because i've known you for so many years but at what point while you were working at culver's did you hear about the randy shaver cancer research and community fund and the rush creek golf club <coughs> um randy shaver celebrity golf classic and think oh i should consider working with that partnership I know what I'm going to say, Maggie, but I don't know what you're going to say. I think they'll be probably pretty close. So there was a gentleman that I think you had gotten some framing work done or somehow that direction, and he talked about, hey, these folks need a food purveyor. And not knowing exactly what the golf event was and how it worked, he gave my name to you. You contacted me, and it was at that that very first contact. It was a little too quick to make a turnaround, and I sent a thank you card saying thank you very much for considering us. Please contact us next year, and you did. And it was in plenty of time because I said, please get a hold of us in January. Did I call you like the next day and say, hey, put us on the list for the following year? Close. No. <laughs> no. But I, yeah, because I, I think it was March or April and it was June and it was just too quick for us to get anything that first year. And I was like, oh, I really like these people. I'm going to go the old fashioned route and send a, a card and... <laughs> You're like, please remember us. I remember that meeting with all the powers that be in my office in Wyzetta at the time. Um, do you know that was 2005? <sighs> 17 years ago. Yikes. Um, we were looking for a food sponsor for certain um, with maybe burgers on the course that mm -hmm. year was kind of what we were talking about. And you came to the meeting with a couple of the owners, and boy, did you all accept the challenge. And you came in big. You brought butter burgers pulled pork sandwiches, concrete mixers. One of the owners had a tee-off-the-cone game. Mm -hmm. We had Scoopy, your mascot out there. Um, we even had Curtis Curd. <laughs> and for those of you that may not know, Culver's is known for their amazing cheese curds if you haven't tried them. And I'll tell you, um, what you also may not know is that some of the owners got wind that I've been a vegetarian for a long time and even brought me their veggie burger, um, which is, by the way, 
a once a week staple for me. Uh, awesome. I love Culver's Veggie Burger, and if you haven't tried it, you really need to try it because it's remarkable. We started there, and we began to grow. Um, but I think that our golfers in the beginning were shocked that you could take that feeling about being in a restaurant and bring it to a golf course. Yeah. I mean, it was remarkable. All we heard about in those beginning years in the in the early 2000s was, this is so cool. We've got <laughs> butter burgers. We've got concrete mixers. I mean, the golfers were, like, excited to see what the next hole would be, yeah. Maggie. How did you guys pull that off? We have amazing owner-operators, and they take pride in what they do. So if we're going to do it, we want to do it right. And I'd have to say that was probably one of the easiest asks was bringing the Randy Shaver Foundation into our fold. Because mm-hmm. I remember our very first market meeting where I had to stand up and say, do we want to do this? And everyone raised their hand, and it was just one of those things where you you know what the outcome that you want and then when it actually happens it was just super nice and they've been just on top of it ever since and they're the ones that really really drive the boat to make that event on the golf course happen I can point and coordinate and ask but they're the ones that do the heavy lifting they're the ones that get up criminy to make frozen custard fresh some of our operators are up at three o'clock in the morning packing um packing the trailer, making custard to get there because the standard is the golf course starts, you can offer everything. Mm-hmm. And that's just been the standard. So you can have a you can have a freshly cooked uh, butter burger at 7:30 in the morning if you're teeing off that hole. And people do. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, and they love it. And yes. they love it. So, um we started there. Yep. And then we began to grow. And in the mid-2000s, we started selling paper golf balls at participating Culver's. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. We used to have to get those paper golf balls die cut. Yes. And that was a far bigger, uh, what do I want to say, marketing campaign And I think you, than you and I expected, yeah. quite frankly. It's just bringing that awareness to the golf course is one place where you have to be there. People know what they're going for. They know that they're, I'm going to participate the Randy Shaver golf thing. I, I paid for it. I'm here. But when you walk into a Culver's and then you see that partnership mm-hmm. and cancer touches everybody. Yes, it does. So it's every person that walks in that door probably has some connection. And I think it was an easy way for people to feel like they could help because it's a very help. You feel very helpless. Yes, you do. Yeah. So that's good point. For me, that was just one quick little easy way to donate a dollar or whatever to feel like you're just helping a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's interesting. You know, we we can get into and as as the podcasts uh, continue, we'll get into some of the more somber ac- uh, elements of the Randy Shaver Cancer Research and Community Fund and how it touches so many lives. Mm -hmm. But I think the most important thing that I wanted to get out of this particular podcast is how you take a partnership and you grow it. And you do that with willing partners, and it's give and it's take, and it's learning a learning process, it's compromise, and it's a whole lot of love because what we both do is we both love our community. Yep. And we want it to be the best place to be to get cancer care. 
um, after we did the give a buck, get a buck, and the t um, we started a 10% day of oh, giving as well. Correct. And that started um, in 2011. I looked that up. Wow. Um, so tell me how that came about, because that has been huge for the Randy Shaver Cancer Fund. Um, that one, I believe one of our marketing people stole that from a different campaign and said, hey, stole it's- Stole it, huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh, are we allowed to say that, Maggie? <laughs> um, I know. They just kind of borrowed that idea, and it worked, and, and it just kind of made sense. Because again, if you remember, sometimes asking people for money, some kids just have a really hard time. So again, it's a neat way- to give a buck, get a buck. And it worked with a different campaign, so we adopted it into our area as well. Because if you remember the 2008s, 9s, that was the recession time, oh, yeah. and it, it was, was terrible, it yeah. was tough. Mm -hmm. So how can we still collect some money for a great cause without... Breaking the bank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, since the beginning, over a half a million dollars has been raised since that 2011 campaign where the participating Culver's locally, which, how many of them are there now, Hev? Uh, last year, I think we had 45 locations 45 that participated locations. in yep. the 10% day of giving. And, I'm still working on getting all of us. Well, there you go. I know you are. You're amazing. Maybe after they hear this podcast, they'll want to participate. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, but you're talking about what you raise in one campaign can fund two research projects for an entire year. And those projects are amazing. I mean, seriously, we're going to get into that in a little bit, too. Um, since the beginning, over half a million dollars has been um, raised by the Culver's community alone. Tell me what that means to you, Maggie. Oh, gosh, without um, tearing up. It means a lot because, again, I like to call myself a squirrel wrangler. Because when, because really when there's, are. I know, because when, when there's, Heather says that all the time about you, Maggie. You have, but that's one of the things where humans are, are tough to, not everyone can get along. And so I am utterly amazed and impressed and just love our owners because one, they get along well. And when you can get along, you can get stuff done. Sure. And that's one of the reasons why I think it's very successful is because they look at the end game, they look at what it's for, and let's they see the they see the light, and they go towards that because that's what makes sense. And to have the Minnesota community do that, I love Culvers, and I love what our owners do here in Minnesota, and. It is difficult to replicate in other states, and that's one of the things that people are like, "Hey, how do you how do you do that?" Because I'll have some folks from work that like, "We want to do that where where we are," and they're trying to do some stuff in Utah. But to get people to work together, it takes the people. So shout out to Minnesota on that one because it's it's been a long road and they're doing a nice job but it's been very difficult to replicate in other states so kudos to Roseanne and the team for that and my Minnesota folks yeah, they I just don't have a Maggie no oh. they don't have a Maggie <laughs> that's yeah, my take on that's it. that's right oh. I think that's really astute Heather thank you for saying that I'm going to talk about one more thing and then we're going to get a little more serious and I'm going to have my my colleague and good friend Heather take over but um 
I recall as we were growing, Maggie, we're going to talk about something a little funny because there's so much serious. Uh-oh. But do you recall we had to do a photo shoot? And um, we did a photo shoot one year, and these billboards were all over the place. And Heather at that time was not working with me. She was working for the company that put up all of the signs all over the Twin Cities. They were on billboards. They were on... In bathrooms. In bathrooms, (laughs) yes. Um, You know, everywhere, everywhere, okay? And the picture was one of our researchers with a dog who had been cured of, of uh, brain, a brain cancer yes. due to the funding that we were providing at the time. And there was Randy and so on and so forth. And, you know, me, I am always looking at the, did I dot my I's and cross my T's? But I never kind of looked at the picture. The picture, everyone looked fine to me. Yeah. So um, all of the signs were up and about. Yep. All hundreds. Hun- hundreds. Hundreds of signs were up and about. And you came into my office one day. Yep. Do you recall what you said to me? You were the first person to brought that brought this to my attention. I don't know if I should. Uh, well, yes. Can I you do. say it nicely? <laughs> not, I just not. I just not, pointed not. and I said, "Hey, look." You said it. You said, "Nice tail." Yeah. You said, "Nice tail," and I looked, and lo and behold, it was not a tail. The dog. Was very was happy. Excited. Well, very happy. Oh, very, okay. Very happy. I have a funny add to this <laughs> because at that time I was, yeah, I I was a cat owner. Yeah. yeah. Now that I have Dave the dog. Oh, yes, Dave. you understand. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That makes so sense. No, was, that was what? natural. You guys worried over nothing because Dave has that all the time because oh, he's oh, gotten Dave. fixed. So I've just ruined your story on that one because it took. I was a cat owner. And didn't get it. And didn't get it. I was like, oh, look at that. But it was not appropriate for well, the brand. Well, maybe not for the, maybe. Bill and Boards Photoshop and, wasn't a thing back then. No, Photoshop was not a thing. <laughs> so I looked at it and got a call from another sponsor who said oh. to me, I think you, is this what I think it is? And I said, no, it's a tail. Because we'll Maggie, Maggie said so. Maggie yep. said it's a tail. We're going with so, it. So meantime, I call my friend Heath over <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh boy. And at That's the a media lot of center, ads. and I go, honey, I don't know what we're going to do, but I'm going to lose a lot of money if we don't fix this. On a 24 foot truck, that dog was <laughs> more than life size. <laughs> On a 24 foot box truck, I mean, so the short version of the story is I was able to get everything changed out. We got a new ad and it was pretty much done overnight. She said she was putting, what were those plastic things? You they're, they're called a snipe. We were able to snipe just the dog yep. to kind of fix the picture. So naughty to nice. Naughty to nice. Look at her. I was about to sing happy um, tales. <laughs> happy tales to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, just let me tell you, that was the one thing that I remember, Maggie, you walking into my office and I knew you wanted to be, you know, hey, you candid. wanted to use gentle persuasion with me to sort of like, tale? I'm going to let you know. Yeah, but you, you made your point, and boy, did we get that fixed in a hurry. Sure did. Yeah, I don't I think, think so. Mr. Culver even knew about that no, one, that's, Oh, so that was a little glimpse when I walk into a restaurant. Hey, is that supposed to be that way? Huh. <laughs> and then they fix it. It's awesome. Anyway, Heather, would you like to move <laughs> forward? We'll go from funny to something a little more serious. Sure. Just a quick plug. Um, give a buck, get a buck, and 10% day of giving. 
at Culver's this year is on Monday, May 9th, is the 10% day of giving. Go to your local Culver's. We will have the location list of participants on our website. Maggie, I know that you sit on our advisory board. Yes. And help with the decision-making regarding our grants. But how has your family's personal battles with cancer made an impact on your determination and loyalty to this charity? Wow, that's a good question. Um, Having lost a mother, a father, handful of aunts and uncles, I've had um, cousins having breast cancer, I don't think I can hit anyone on the Ong Fong side of the family that hasn't had it. So how can you not? And that's just one of the things where, again, when you feel hopeless, what's one little thing that you can do? So that's that's why I think I hang on to your coattails because it's like <laughs> I will follow you guys to the end of the earth because you're because I can see things are getting done. And that's the part that being able to peek under the tent and seeing where the money goes for grants, how it goes, and and the scrutiny of how it is picked just gives me a sense of pride. And it's like, okay, I will keep pushing this because it's making a difference. And I get to see that. And that's one of the things where that's that's a tough thing to be able to let the audience, you know, see. But I see it, so I'll push it the best way that I can is with is with Culver's. Yeah. Well, I know that's that was an emotional part for you, so I apologize for that. Um, I know you've worked with other charities and events over the years, but how does our charity, this charity, and this event stand out to you? What makes it so different from other events or charities that you've worked with in the past? I think the sincerity and people, you can genuinely tell that every single person that's, that's helping out cares and really wants to make a difference. And it's not about, um, hey, look at me, look at me help. Everyone is, look at somebody else, don't look at me help. And that's one of the things that I really find very appealing is that it's not about what you're doing, it's about that person over there that's helping out and how can I help them out. And that's the, the teamwork and the camaraderie and the volunteer hours that everyone puts in behind the scenes, it is amazing. And that's the, that's the biggest thing is it's about the end game and not about, hey, look at me. So, yeah. There are very little selfless acts in this world anymore. Oh, <laughs> and that, it's hard to find people that just do it because they want to. Right? Exactly. Because it's the right thing to yep. do. And it's, it's tough. And... You think of what the world could be if everyone did just a couple more selfless acts, and it's and it would be amazing. You know, that's nothing. It started. My mom would have me um, carry groceries for old ladies, and God, it was just always like she's like, "Go help that person." I was like, "Uh." So what's the saying? So if it feels just a little tough, then you're doing the right thing. Oh, I like that. That's a good rule. Mm -hmm. That's a good rule. I should teach my kids that. Yep, carry groceries. It's good. Yes. Uh, I know that you have a personal connection to cancer with your folks, which yep. we just we just talked about. But through the years, many of the owners and operators have also had their own families yes. touched by cancer, unfortunately. Many are extremely generous donors outside of the Culver yeah. sponsorship. I mean, they're 
buying foursomes and mm -hmm. it's just it's such an amazing transaction to see um, it's like a, a partnership has become one big community. Oh, it's and like one big family every year. Yes. Yeah. Every year it's like, oh, we bought a force and we bought this. And it's just like, awesome. Okay. It's incredible. But you, you nailed it. It's like when we started, you know, there was just barely a, a blip in the, in our Culver's community of people that I knew of that were touched with cancer. And now it's just, you know, an owner here, a manager there, and it's just, yeah. It's, it's so cool. I There's guess no that's, other way to describe no, it. No, yeah. So how does knowing where the donations go, who we fund, having the money all stay within the state of Minnesota, and you having a voice on which grant submissions get funded, how does that impact the value of your sponsorship as a whole with the owners and operators? Because now they're everyone kind of gets it, right? Well, it's the integrity of being able to look at an owner in the face knowing that the money is going to some place that matters and that's going to help them. And that's the biggest thing is the integrity of being able for me to go back and talk to the owners and saying this is where the money is going, this is what we're doing. And knowing that every single thing that I say is true because nothing's worse than having to fudge something or, you know, only 40% goes to here. It's really nice to be able to go 90 plus cents. Right. goes straight. <laughs> and knowing that you're making an impact yeah. as a community partner. Exactly. Right. So you have been on the advisory board for quite some time. You have seen a lot of projects come through, a lot of community projects, a lot of research projects. Are there any that kind of stand out to you, research yes. or community side? Can you talk about that was a little bit? Well, just I guess the most recent one are the eighth grade boys that oh are my making gosh, the how onesies. Cute are they? <laughs> well, they started oh. out making port shirts, right? Yep. And then it went to onesies. But what a little group of entrepreneurs! Uh, their parents, God love them, because they're starting out well. Because you know, they as you're saying, the port shirts. Mm. Then it was, let's dig in a little bit more. Let's talk to the nurses that really know. Right. Oh, we need onesie portals. Who would have thought? Yeah. But here are these little eighth graders. It's like, okay, that's going <laughs> to. They're going to be great humans. I mean, they yes. already are. Can you imagine what they're going to be like when they're in college? Mm-hmm. What about on the research side? Anything that stands oh. out to you, Maggie? Yes. There's so much, I know. <laughs> um, Probably with the brain cancer research on that, because seeing from the the you're going to have to help me with the names with um, the, the doctor. Dr. Olin, CD200. Yes. All, I mean, just to see where that's come from, mm -hmm. how that stemmed, and just watching the groundwork because, again, cancer isn't particular to anyone, and sometimes it really doesn't matter what your background, you know, was. It's How many times have we heard people say, yeah, but it's not in my family? <sighs> And it's like, that yeah, doesn't it wasn't matter. in my family no. either. And that's one of the things, the very, and that yeah. brings back a memory of my very first um, friend from high school. Her mom was the one that started the co-op. She was the walker of the town. Everyone saw her walking, didn't drink, didn't smoke. Sure. They couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. They're like, is it brain seizures? Is it this? Is, is she, she had brain cancer, but she was so young and they didn't fit anticipate it. none of the None of the characteristics of... She didn't check the boxes. Nope, not one. Check the boxes. And that's when it was just like, it really doesn't matter, does it? Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Olin's done some amazing things. Oh. He's, he's still trucking. 
getting it to pediatrics soon, so we'll be oh, looking really? forward to hearing about that. I yep. mean, that's, it's... Yep. It's He'll be on a podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> we'll definitely have him. Stay God, tuned I love for him. that. So maybe the last thing I want to talk about is, so last year at the gala, you were selected to receive our most prestigious award, which is the Angel Award. You can't see me shaking my head right now. Yes, <laughs> she is. She's so humble, guys, so humble. And we give that award to someone who has gone out of their way, way, above and beyond, to make this world in which we live in a better place for Minnesotans with, can- Minnesotans with cancer. We were so moved in giving that to you. Can you tell us a little bit about what that meant to you? And were you surprised? I mean, we kind of ruined the surprise because we had to get you there. But Well, no. <laughs> you didn't ruin it because that was a whole other thing because Bruce did a wonderful job. Bruce, um, by the way, is your... What's the what's the correct Chairman term now? Oh, um, my fiance. <laughs> oh, I love it. Ooh, in the Delilah voice. Yes. <laughs> Yay. I know. I'm kind of excited about that. Anyway, he did some really. I didn't think he had it in him to to be kind of like a little planner, mm. and you guys with the help. But it was a very big surprise. I kind of you know I I I thought there was a Culver's connection. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. figured that part out, but it was part two. When I was walking off the stage, and that was, I couldn't go back to my seat. and Because I made you stay in the chair. Yes. <laughs> and then. And you were kind of mad at well, I was, your fiance. Well, yes. Truth okay. told. Yes, because he had to excuse himself from the table. And then I knew that the Culver's thing was coming up. So I was texting him, like, okay, you can come back now. Where are you? <laughs> I wasn't very happy oh, with it. He and just ghosted couple, her. Yeah. And then a couple of the operators were like, where's Bruce? He should be here for that. So they even noticed. So then all was forgiven when you guys brought my family in. Mm-hmm. And That's right. Your sisters and everybody. We my tried sister. to bring them all. Yep. Anyone that we could wrangle. Yeah, sisters, nieces. It was a know. big group. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, we're a posse. Yeah. It, no, it was that I still can't even complete a sentence on that. So thank you. Wow. You're very welcome. You deserve it. For sure. You are definitely an angel in our opinion, Maggie. Um as are all of the owners and the operators that participate in supporting Minnesota's cancer community. We want to thank you so very much for your dedication to cancer research um, and your dedication to community aid and for being an outstanding community leader. You know how much I love you, and um, you are associated with Culver's, so as long as you're there, I am going to be madly in love with Culver's because I love you so much. Um, Remember to support cancer research. Again, by mentioning what Heather said earlier, by grabbing a bite to eat at your local Culver's on May 9th um, this year, 2022, by supporting Culver's throughout the year also, because they are a strong community partner. And when you support our community partners in Minnesota, it makes it easier for them to do the types of things that they're doing for us. Um, This is our fourth Shaver Cancer Charity Chat. Thank you for listening and sharing a bit of time with us. If you're interested in supporting Minnesota's cancer community, you can surely learn more about us at randyshavercancerfund.org. And if you wish to help fund a local research project, you can click on the Donate button on your website, on our website, um, if you're feeling so inclined, if you want to give up your Starbucks one day. And remember, as Randy always says, doing nothing in the fight against cancer is not an option. Thank you. Thank you.